is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Applications are now open for the Canadian Export Challenge, CXC 2020, presented in partnership with UPS, the Trade Commissioner Service, and Export Development Canada, along with MasterCard and Scotiabank, and powered by Google Canada, is the first nationwide fully digital pitch competition for Canadian exporters. This year, the Canadian Export Challenge will be accepting all first round pitches through online video submissions. Don't miss your chance to pitch for up to $25,000 cash and up to $100,000 in support. What are you waiting for? Submit your pitch video now. The free events are open to attend for all Canadian entrepreneurs and anyone interested in learning more about the Canadian export ecosystem. Register at startupcan.ca forward slash CXC. Listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Executive Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Okay. She's passionate about personal growth and well-being, uh, increasing female entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and mental health. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh, so before we dive into today's conversation, what's the one thing that you want women entrepreneurs in our network to take away from our chat? I would love um, for people to hear the story of a fellow female Canadian entrepreneur um, and feel a sense of community and obviously get value uh, in terms of resources and actual takeaways uh, so that they can be, you know, inspired and achieve new heights of personal and professional success. Mm, well, that sounds good to me, Teresa. Let's dive in. <laughs> so I know, you know, uh, you are a close friend to the Startup Canada Network and with our co-founder, Victoria Lennox, uh, and you have an incredible story around resilience, getting back up, um, and and truly a, a really inspiring um, sort of Phoenix story, really. Um, can you tell us about your story and what lessons you've learned along the way? Yes. Um, so I was a very A-type entrepreneur uh, since 2011. And in fact, even before that. Uh, and in 2017, on Easter Sunday, I had flown to Toronto 
just to tell my family I love them <laughs> and I'm alive and thank mm -hmm. you for loving your crazy entrepreneur daughter who's out in the world pursuing her dreams. And um, I was hit by a bus and they found me in a pool of blood um, crushed underneath the bus. And so um, they brought the body bag and, uh, and then somebody found a pulse. And as soon as they found, they're like, she has a pulse. And they rushed me to uh, St. Michael's emergency. And yeah, I was, um, it was a very dark experience for me. And, and, um, uh, you know, I, I had, they ended up telling me that I had eight broken ribs, frontal lobe brain trauma. Um, I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk, um, without support. I, I couldn't breathe properly. Uh, I had about 24 medical professionals and professionals supporting me, um, for a long time. And we're talking years of healing and, uh, you know, I'd be at the hospital two to three times a week for various therapies. And yeah, I think what has transpired for me since that life altering experience, um, and near death experience is just a, how grateful I am to be alive and how, mm. you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and the quote that really got me through that time was, you know, no rain, no flowers. And, mm. you know, whatever adversity that you're going through right now. And I think as a whole society, we're going through a lot right now, um, from COVID to many things, it, it will, you know, you, you will end up questioning like, why me? Why did this happen? Oh, this is horrible at the time. And you won't understand why this is happening. And I think the main advice, if I could narrow it to three that I would have for anybody that, that gets knocked down, um, and, and, and gets back up is a, that you can even, that there even is that hope that you can get up. And number one, I would say is let yourself feel the pain. Let yourself feel the mess of uncertainty, of not knowing what's next, of everything not being the way that you thought it was going to go. And actually allow yourself to emotionally feel what comes with adversity um, and be gentle with yourself. And then Secondly, I would say cultivate, cultivate a strong back, what I call a bounce back game. Um, you know, when you are a leader in the world and you're up to big things, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to hear people say no. You're going to have your own self-doubts. There's going to be so much that comes at you that you kind of have to be like that clown that you see in the game and Chuck E. Cheese, you know, where it's like the bozo clown that gets knocked down, but you get back up. You know, and one of my mentors taught me that. And she's like, you got to be bozo, Teresa. If you're going to be out there, you know, building a dream of what's possible, you got to be unmessable with, you know. And so mm. you really got to cultivate a, a strong bounce back game. And so that means figuring out for you when through adversity and you get knocked down, what are the things that you can do that you know will, will get you to press reset, you know, like on a computer, when you press control, alt delete, or you just, you know, press reset. You, we as human beings need a reset button sometimes, and that's okay. We might be having a bad day. We might get knocked down. Things might happen to us, but if we can press reset 
and know the tools that can help us press reset to get back on our feet, that helps us build a strong bounce back game. And the third thing that is in alignment with that is really to remember that you have three mouths. You have your eyes, you have your ears, and you have your mouth. And when you get knocked down, you got to really make sure that all three mouths are being fed well. So, you know, you're eating healthy, you're, you're being selective with the, you know, the food that you're consuming, trying to avoid things like sugar and, and, um, you know, anything that isn't as the best healthy choice that you are Mm -hmm. strengthening and, and really understanding and being conscious of what food you're eating with your eyes and what food you're eating with your ears in terms of what you're listening to, who you're listening to, what you're around. So you've got to make sure that your three mouths are being fed well and, and really strengthen your heart set, your mindset and your habits, you know, and I'll go into that later on in the podcast around tools and things that you can do to really strengthen that. But at the end of the day, you know, <clears throat> being hit by a bus, um, you know, and really being knocked down both literally and figuratively um, and then rising back up is something that I would not have been able to do had I not had the the kind of faith that I have in God and whatever faith you have in in whatever you believe in, um, even in just your own heart and your own resiliency, you can get up and you will get up and, and things will get better and this too shall pass. And I want everyone listening to this podcast, no matter what you're facing and what adversity that you are facing, that you remember and know that your adversity is a treasure trail to your soul's gold. You would not be able to discover the gold and the strength and the resiliency that lies within you had you not been given the thing that you face. So whatever that is for you, for me, it was a bus and I hope I took it for everybody and nobody experiences that, but everybody is given whatever they need to, to, I guess, explore, cultivate and expand their greatest potential. So that adversity that you face is an opportunity as a treasure hunt for you to discover your soul's gold. So absolutely, Teresa, I think those that was so beautifully put and looking at the parallels that many entrepreneurs are facing at the moment, you know, under COVID-19, um, with incredible unrest, um, you know, internationally, um, you know, we really need to be leaning into this pain and and cultivating. I love this, this idea of cultivating a bounce back game that is going to be a post-it on my my computer <laughs> moving forward um, and, and really feeding ourselves um, in every sense of the word. And, and, you know, with so much information coming out um, and, and all of these demonstrations of incredible resilience and pivoting and and seeing all of this energy um, within the entrepreneurial community, it can also be very exhausting. Um, so making sure that you're taking that time to um, you know feed and nourish yourself in a way that works for you is so important and, and more important than ever. Mm-hmm. So if if we go into you know your startup story, let's dig into that a little bit. Can you talk about you know what uh, made you want to be an entrepreneur? Were you an entrepreneur by accident? Was it something that you always felt? Um, compelled to pursue. Um, walk us through the beginning of your career. Mm, I, you know, I was supposed to go to pre-med <laughs> as a teenager and mm. um, I ended up winning uh, a leadership award from the Lieutenant Governor of Canada. And at 17, I began to ask, I asked a really powerful question, which is, you know, if I didn't care about what my parents wanted, if I didn't care about money, if I, if I really 
went after and sort of had the courage enough to actually do what I'm, what I love and what I'm interested in, what would that be? And I remember going home that day, even after getting accepted into pre-med and telling my parents that I wasn't going to do that. And I was going to pursue a career in television and media and, uh, just be true to my heart. And, um, you know, ended up going to Ryerson journalism and, you know, did, did that. And I worked in television for about 10 years. And I remember one day I just sort of realized that the content that I was making, you know, by the time I was 26, I had national, like nine national series under my belt for a network here called much music. Um, and which is now CTV. And I, realized that the content that I was making for me wasn't in alignment with what I really cared about. And at the same time, I was getting mentored by Dr. Monica Sharma, who was the head of leadership capacity for the United Nations in New York. And she really introduced me to systems design thinking and um, just seeing what was really going on in the world. And it really began to shape my leadership and my perspective on things. And I thought, you know, I really want to just make media that moves humanity forward. And, um, I created my first TV series where you take a workaholic and you fly them to Tibet, you take a punk rocker and you drop them in Kenya. And I came up with this idea and then approached G adventures, um, which is one of the most successful travel companies, Canadian based, uh, company. <clears throat> and I approached Bruce Poontip who's a great Canadian entrepreneur. And I said, Hey, let's make mm -hmm. this series. And we flew to Ecuador and we shot the pilot. And I'm a 20 something year old producer. And this deal would have been a $1.3 million um, television series. And it was like, so in alignment with what I wanted to create for our generation. Cause I wanted to show that media can be used to move humanity forward and expand minds. Mm -hmm. And he got behind the project and we ended up shopping it and um, one of the networks was going to act was like buy the the series. But then at the time, the television industry got very hit, like really hit and they had to release 500 of their employees and they called me and they were unable to move forward with our lawyers um, on the acquisition of the series. And that was my first sort of like hit, I guess you can say. And I felt um, very sad and it was the first time that I had thrown into an idea as an entrepreneur and, um, and, and not succeed. And so I flew to Peru to climb Machu Picchu. And when I'm upset, I climb mountains. So I physically <laughs> have, yeah, I've, I've, I've flown to Grouse Grind in Vancouver. I've flown to, you know, Machu Picchu. And like, I just, mm -hmm. I knew that if I wanted to be something called an entrepreneur, that I was going to fail and that I was going to, that I needed to cultivate a strong mindset. And so I climbed mm -hmm. Wainapichu by myself and I was releasing all the negative self-talk that I had and all the, the pain I had from pursuing this dream and it not working out. And um, I came back to Canada and somebody called the Center for Social Innovation, Tanya Sermon and, and Mike Biersick had created something and they were like, do you have a business idea? We'll give you $25,000 to to start your idea and um, mm. if you can put it in a video. And so I entered the contest and I had always had this dream since I was 19 to create something like a Ted meets Oprah meets MTV where I interview a lot of, you know, great thought leaders and I kind of baton it to our generation to learn from. 
And um, the brand that I came up with is a brand called Socialite, but spelled L-I-G-H-T. And it stands for Leader Impacting Global Humanity Today. And I used the business model canvas and it was incubated by CSI and Tanya and their team. And um, yeah, created it, went from yellow sticky note to launch within four months. Mm. And I didn't know if anybody had any... If anyone was even going to show up, you know, I, I chose the business model of conferences. And I also, Dr. Monica Sharma of the UN was like also guiding the design. And she's like, if you want to just have a regular conference like everything else, then do that. But if you want to make real change, really embody the triple bottom line of people, planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then was profit, but I've changed it now to people, planet, prosperity and and business as a force of good. And she really helped me understand that if I can support startups to begin to think about the consciousness of business and the opportunity that startups and businesses have to be a force of good on the planet and to be conscious of the decisions that they make in terms of environmental impact and the impact that they can have Mm -hmm. in the design of the way that they hire um, and support humans. I mean, it was, it was a great opportunity to make that the new cool, you know, and Richard Branson opened my very first conference and um, it was just really great to see that a thousand people showed up for that first inaugural event and it showed me that anything is possible. And so that's really the main message that I want to say to anybody who has a startup that has an idea that as you know, Steve Jobs says is crazy enough to think that they are the ones that are going to change the world. You are... um, the future and in in each person exists a seed of greatness and um, being able to cultivate that and even believe that the medicine that's in your heart for the world um, is possible and that seed is possible and you have to water it and there are so many extraordinary women in Canada who are examples of resiliency and and possibility. And so whoever's listening to this, I just want you to know that your dream and that thing, that thing that's inside of you, deep inside, that it's possible. Mm, I love that. That's fantastic, Teresa. So business as a force of good, absolutely in, in complete agreement that, that we need to be moving um, in really promoting um, that mindset that, that you know, you don't just need to look at your business as a for-profit entity that, um, you know, is, is following a linear path. What recommendations do you have for startups um, to start thinking about, uh, you know, building a business that is a force for good, either outlining to, to the sustainable development goals um, or really just looking at this sort of triple P people, planet, prosperity mindset. What's the first step for startups to, to embed that? Um, okay. Well, I have a lot of things I would say that could support startups to begin to, um, cultivate triple bottom line, um, Mm -hmm. businesses. And, and I think there'll be a day where we don't have something called like a nonprofit, a a for-profit, a social Mm -hmm. enterprise. I think, I think founders and businesses are going to come to a level of consciousness where making and choosing things like recycled items in the lunchroom, that's just going to be the new normal, you know, um, in terms of caring about the impact. Um, but I, I think it really does begin with something called a heart pour and a heart pour is where you take a journal and you allow yourself to design and pour out 
what's inside of your heart. A lot of people have dreams inside of them that they push down or that their mind has told them is not possible. So I feel that the first step is to even allow yourself to dream, period, you know, like, and then allow yourself to dream bigger and then allow yourself to even have these wild thoughts of like, imagine if, and what if this was possible and begin to allow yourself to express. So that's number one. Number two, obviously using things like the business model canvas um, and the lean startup methodology approaches is very important as a startup to understand that if you even have a business idea that can generate revenue, right? Um, And when thinking about things like, like, I guess you can say systems design thinking, really equipping yourself with the knowledge like the United Nations Sustainability Goals, and then beginning to think, how can I build something that contributes to the one of the 17 goals that actually I care about, you know, and that mm. that can make a difference. And connecting what you're doing, you know, whatever that is that you're passionate about, you have a design business, you have a legal firm, you have whatever it might be that you love, and connecting that with a purpose or one of the 17 um, goals that moves your heart, right? So that when you're designing and building your business, you can um, begin to put those together. The third thing is to actually think about impact measurement. How can what? How can you begin to measure the impact that you have in the world, whether it's you know around environmental goals, whether it's about educational goals, equality goals, but the ability to measure at the end of Q4, did I what are my measurement metrics? You know, did I actually move the needle and in what capacity? And then the other thing is, is to join communities like the Center for Social Innovation um, and or other communities that really care about um, social impact and social measurement. And then educating yourself in things like the appreciative inquiry as an example. Mm. So being a member of the exchange community or the exchange leadership community worldwide and beginning to learn about things like appreciative inquiry begins to elevate your own leadership thinking so that you can begin to apply that thinking into your design framework of your business. And I think one of the most important things is to really understand the finances behind becoming an entrepreneur and building a business because I made a lot of mistakes and a lot of them came from my lack of financial literacy. And so I think as women entrepreneurs and as entrepreneurs, if we can equip ourselves with better financial understandings, understanding, um, you know, how to build a forecast and understanding how the financial aspects of business work and really also personal finance of like, Mm -hmm. if I have an idea and I'm about to launch my, my startup, then I got to make sure that I have enough cash flow to sustain my life, you know, and to sustain building this dream. And let me, let me actually work this out um, with a mentor and getting yourself a mentor. That's another thing that is really important when you are a startup to get the guidance of somebody who's been there, did that, done that, and can, can give you 10 years of wisdom in one year, you know, and I think there's a lot of value in that. So there's so many things that a startup can do to really raise their consciousness, to make sure that when they, you know, they're on the racetrack and they're about to go, that they actually get to the red ribbon um, and survive Mm. and thrive. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Thrive. I, I'm, <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and, and looking, you know, to the, the future of uh, Canada's sort of startup ecosystem, I think this reset language that you were speaking to at the beginning of our conversation, COVID could present a bit of that opportunity for, for social innovators, for social enterprises um, and startups in general, that we have potentially the, the opportunity to sort of reset how we support these startups and the conversations that we have and the resources that we provide you know, from private sector, from public sector, um, partnerships across the board. Um, when you look at, at the sort of vision of, of a thriving Canada post-COVID for entrepreneurs and founders and startups, um, what does that look like? How can we use this time to really reset how we look at, um, you know, for-profit or non-profit entities, or, or maybe those are um, sort of irrelevant terms in our future world state? What do you think that vision is moving forward? I think I'm so excited for entrepreneurs and for creatives mm-hmm. uh, like myself and yourself. And, and, and I just, this is such an incredible time right now. And to launch, mm-hmm. pivot, fail, try again, launch, pivot, fail, you know, like succeed, mm-hmm. thrive, like uh, whatever it is. And we really have the opportunity right now to tap into our creative and to build because the environment is is also very robust right now in terms of the amount of support that's out there for entrepreneurs Mm. to succeed. I think our government and our society wants entrepreneurs to innovate and create. And we're seeing so many new innovations, everything from Elon Musk and bringing humans to space to um, all sorts of new innovations. And I think the five things that are important for us as leaders, as we're building, um, you know, the new economy and the new world. Number one, given everything that's going on with George Floyd, um, really understanding equal, like equality and equal opportunity and building systems that support, um, an equal, uh, I guess a vision of an equal and thriving society in business and in the way that we practice our everyday lives. Um, the second pillar I would say would be around mental health and the importance of mental health, both of ourselves and of the people that work for the companies that we create. But mental health is so important and I feel should be at the forefront um, of a lot of our conversations and the environments that we end up creating for the cultures we do create with our companies and and even for ourselves. Uh, The third thing I would say is incorporating things like systems design and appreciative inquiry in understanding how we can appreciate and come from a strengths-based inquiry to build a thriving Canada, to build a thriving future for our entire collective humanity. Um, I think incorporating impact measurement procedures for all businesses and really starting to think about that as startups is important um, and, and really equipping ourselves with financial literacy and how can we build a future where business can really be used as a force of good, where our voices, our examples, our impact, our creations and our solutions are part of, I guess, the force right now for uh, human evolution and betterment. 
I think that's that's such practical advice, Teresa. And I love this blend that you're bringing of, of really practical, um, you know, uh, advice and, and pointing our entrepreneurs in the right direction, but also adding this really beautiful human touch of, uh, you know, this is challenging. This is exceptionally hard to, to undertake and put your heart and soul into your business. Um, and that takes guts and, and incredible amounts of energy. So I think these pieces of advice are, are really great. <laughs> um, and so looking, um, you know, how can we, uh, as women entrepreneurs, really rely on our own personal strength? You know, obviously during COVID-19, I think um, we're being tested in ways that, that we never have before. Uh, but how can we rely on our own personal strength and also the strength of our network um, to help, you know, find guidance through through these challenging times and help propel us um, and, and tap into that potential that we know we have um, to, to build, you know, really sustainable and, and thriving businesses moving forward? I definitely think that it begins with yourself as leadership to me is how you lead your own life. Mm. And during times like COVID and any, mm. any sort of adversity, really, it's so important for you to take care of your personal health, like tracking what time do you wake up? What time are you going to bed? How much sleep are you getting? Um, these were very important things during my healing process. And you know, fundamental basic things like, are you sleeping? You know, how's your sleep? And, um, I learned a method called the miracle morning and there's a method in there called savers, which stands for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. So taking a minute, this is an actual mm. formula that I would recommend where, you know, for silence, you're praying or you're feeling your heart for affirmations, you're feeding your subconscious mind with I am statements. Um, for visualization, you're, you're taking a moment to visualize, you know, what you actually want um, and, and meditating because meditation is so important and science has proved that as well. Exercise, cardiovascular doctors have recommended at least 30 minutes of exercise a day. Reading, I mean, reading is, is something that is incredible for the brain. And, and I don't know many leaders that don't read. Um, and then scribing is using tools like the five minute journal and journaling every single day is an incredible practice. And so really strengthening your personal care practices by doing things like the miracle morning and like the savers formula can really help you um, be strong and resilient um, as you build your dreams. The second thing around community, I think it's so important. You know, there's that saying, you are the average of the five people you hang around with. And that's in terms of income as well as happiness. Mm -hmm. And so I think choosing powerfully who you are putting your energy and life into is very important. And I think that tapping into communities like the Thrive Community, like the Center for Social Innovation and, and many local organizations and groups that are out there really belong or seek to belong to at least one or two communities. Like I have a mastermind and we are very close. And for us to get through, mm. you know, just all the ups and downs that comes with entrepreneurship, both personally and um, as a business, it's, it's important to be around community and mentors and, and people that can help really set up you, your growth and your leadership, both personally and professionally, and making sure that you have a team, right? Like you have a strong accountant, like both my accountant and my lawyers are female. And I think that there, and I specifically chose one of my lawyers 
because of her commitment to female empowerment and her commitment to building strong um, female-led businesses. You know, that was one of the reasons that I chose her. And I think that when you are a female entrepreneur building out your dream, it it can be lonely too, right? Because you're sitting there on your laptop going, is this even possible? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to do this? So I think having... Mm -hmm being part of communities um, like Center for Social Innovation, as an example, that has more than 10,000 other people who are crazy enough to think that their dreams are possible is so important for you to get out of your box. Your life is a network of conversations. And the more conversations you can have with people that can A, move your dream forward and B, support your dream to become reality, I think is so important. And also in community, making sure that you're investing time in the community outside of business, you know, because for me, I was so immersed in entrepreneurship. I was so immersed in my dream that I didn't really balance my masculine feminine energy. (laughs) You know, I was very in my masculine and in the feminine Mm. energy, you learn to receive, you learn to flow, you learn to fill up your cup in terms of time with your family, time with your friends, time with the people um, that matter to you, and time with nature, and time with yourself. And so I think that that's also very important. Um, And I wish someone had, I guess, sort of spent more time to help me strengthen that at at an earlier stage in my entrepreneurship. But um, just really cultivating the preciousness of your heart You know, you are more magnificent than you could ever imagine. And in you is greatness that you haven't even tapped into yet. So just know that you're not alone and that there are resources um, and community there to support you. Mm, Absolutely. And speaking of resources, so so do you have any um, sort of go to resources that you you that you've used across your journey that um, are now even more important than ever, sort of as as the world continues to evolve? What resources would you recommend for women entrepreneurs listening today? Yeah, Okay. so number one, I would definitely say there are a lot of books and courses. So Books that have really impacted my life is The Artist Way. Um, mm. You know, I, I absolutely love The Artist Way. Uh, Surrender Experiment, Millionaire Messenger, obviously the staple of Thinking We're Rich. Um, these are all great books that have uh, shaped my personal life. Making sure that you listen to great podcasts, um, you know, everyone from Tim Ferriss to many different podcasts exist out there. Mm-hmm. Resources in terms of online communities such as yours or even Startup Here, which is, you know, something by the city of Toronto. But there are many entrepreneurial websites and resources available to startups and entrepreneurs taking courses and making sure that you are constantly educating yourself. So there are many courses, everything from Tony Robbins, you know, um, Unleash the Power Within Mm. to Landmark Education to so many different courses. But I think, you know, your mind is like an ax and you got to keep it sharp. And so making sure that you're investing time, money and energy into growth and personal growth, Um, joining communities. uh, I've already mentioned them, you know, the Center for Social Innovation, but communities like the Exchange Global Community is also something I recommend. And making sure that you go to platforms like GIA, which is um, an online content um, platform, but they have really great documentaries and really great um, resources. So GIA is, and, you know, Mind Valley are things that I um, recommend. Um, 
And then one exercise obviously is doing the miracle morning, um, where you do this, the savers formula, but you can do the six minute version. So one minute of silence, one minute of affirmations, one minute of visualization, one minute of exercise, reading and scribing. And, you know, in 10, 10, 2020, we are coming out with the miracle morning movie. I am the producer of the miracle morning movie. So I'm so excited for this piece of content that will impact millions of lives. Um, so we're very excited for that, uh, in, in the fall and hopefully all of you can watch it. Um, and then there are financial support. Alterna bank has a really great, as an example, um, specific resource for female startups. Um, but there are so many different, um, organizations that are sponsors even of startup Canada that are, are financial support for female entrepreneurs who are building their businesses. And then, um, one exercise that I want to leave everybody with sort of is doing this thing called a heart walk, which I, um, came up with where you literally go outside. Um, I love to do this in cities like New York, but you can do it anywhere in your own backyard. And basically you go outside and you don't know where you're going and your soul will guide you. will say, make a left, Mm. make a right, stop sit here, stay here for 10 minutes, walk, make a left. And you have no idea where your heart is going to lead you. And you're just like, what is going to, like, where am I going? You don't know. So you set aside, you know, half an hour to an hour, even 15 minutes, (laughs) and you go on what I call a heart walk. And you allow yourself to just be in the unknown, but listen to your guidance of your own heart. And what it will do is strengthen your intuition. And some people have ran into people that, you know, teachers from 30 years ago to some people, will, you know, they, you know, end up at a store that they needed to see this thing. And like, I went on a heart walk and I got lost and I ended up getting a book um, <laughs> called the, um, sorry, it, it's, it's a, the habit nest. And this book has transformed my life because the habit nest is, is specifically designed using science to build and cultivate amazing habits. And that was going on a heart walk, you know? And so I recommend people trying something called the heart walk to strengthen inner sort of listening and attunement to your own heart. And, you know, really with that tapping into the divine frequency of your heart, you know, I love heart math and I recommend all leaders to look into heart math, um, because it allows you to understand the power of your heart and, um, Yeah, I really, I really recommend and I do, you know, encourage people to try a heart walk. Mm, Fantastic, Teresa. So, you know, millions of of fantastic resources, I think, that have been presented in today's uh, today's chat. So, you know, looking at doing a heart walk, um, you know, really leaning into some of the pain and uncertainty that we're feeling at the moment, cultivating this bounce back game, nourishing our three mouths, um, books, resources. Out of all of these things, is there one sort of key piece of actionable advice or one resource or one quote that resonates with you the most? um, that you want to leave our audiences with today? Yes. And, um, thank you for asking. And and that, I think the one thing that came to me and my soul after my accident was this consciousness of, as you heal yourself, you heal the world. Mm. As you lead yourself, you lead the world. 
And as you learn to love yourself, you love the world. And that's what I want to end and leave in the hearts of all of you. And obviously the seed that that dream, that dream inside you and that dream inside your heart, that it's possible and the world needs your light now more than ever. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Teresa. This was an absolute, uh, you know, fabulous conversation and absolute pleasure to have you on the Thrive Podcast today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so proud of you and all of you listening. I can't wait to one day hopefully meet all of you. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rick Spence and plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.